legends once told of a podcast lost now in the sea of time. These ancient recordings spoke of games and the arcane art of HTML5. Today, Jeff Blair and Matt Hackett bring these words back to life. It is lost cast, and may your ears receive it. Welcome to Lost Cast, episode 56. I'm Matt Hackett. I'm Jeff Blair. It's been a little bit of a gap. We missed last week because you were uh, too horsed. I was. I was a little too horse player. Horse player to the extreme. Yeah, I was. Um, I got really sick over Christmas. I'm still kind of sick. A little bit. So I'll try not to sneeze on any of our listeners. <laughs> so we've got uh, pretty big news, I suppose. Uh, we have put a Wizard's Lizard on Steam Greenlight. Yes, just today. So uh, go hit pause. Uh, actually, most of our listeners are washing dishes, so so finish your dishes. Your, your hands are all soapy, <laughs> or you're or you're jogging and you're all sweaty and you're not in your computer. But anyway, get 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 thee to a uh, to a steampower.com and uh, and vote up, vote up a wizard's lizard. Uh, we need all the help we can get because um, green light is saturated and nobody knows how it works exactly, and it's scary. And um, man, last time we did it was was rough. I, I still have cuts and bruises. <laughs> Yep. So we actually uh, launched it, and we're on the like recently added list. <clears throat> so like lots of votes are coming in. That's their Discovery Channel. Yes. So we've had about 160 votes so far. I'm looking at the stats because I love looking at stats. And yeah, I'm uh, we're actually to trending. You're what? I'm trying not to obsess, but I'm sure I'll have that tab open the rest of the day. Well, right now uh, our yes to no percentages are dead on with the average top 50 your average game is about 50 percent yeah the average game is about 52 percent yes 48 percent no interestingly wow. enough you'd think that like for an average game to hit the top 50 you have to be a lot more yes than no but uh i guess it just says there's a lot of haters out there yeah, I, I think there's a lot of people who just uh, they don't want to see a lot of crap on Steam. I guess because that way they have to wade through it, and like nobody wants say the Google Play market where like outside of their direct like featured uh, applications and spotlights and stuff, you go beyond that and it's it's just crap. You have to wade through it, you know. Yeah, I guess there is that uh, standpoint, but oh, here's uh, here's a nice comment. I'm gonna share it. A nice comment? Yes. Wow. MasterGuard08 says, Art is simply beautiful. Music is also nice, and I love the concept. I would buy if the price is just right. So, really, really cheap. Yes. <laughs> this is Steam. <laughs> Probably will. I mean, maybe you'll get on Steam eventually. It'll be 15 bucks like it is. Not, well, not right now, but... It probably won't be, be 15, 15 bucks on Steam. Steam sets the price. They set their own price? Yeah, Steam sets the price. Oh, wow. So yeah. I guess they will also be setting our price that we sell ourselves <laughs> on our own website. Uh, gonna... I guess. I'm not actually sure how that works. I mean, I could be talking. Well, what I mean, like, I mean, we can price it whatever we want, but I'm saying if, if it's available, if we, if we are lucky enough to get on Steam and they decide it's a $5 game, we can't continue to sell it 15 bucks on our own site. Yeah, it's probably true. Ugh. We'll see how that goes. I didn't. I don't think I knew that that they set the price themselves. Maybe they 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 set the sale them. I know that they do automatic sales and stuff. I yeah. think that, and I think the reason they do that is because they know better than most developers what will sell and for how much. Yeah, yeah, I get that, and I appreciate that. But we are kind of, um, I don't know, we're just in a weird situation. It, it's all because of Kickstarter. I've been thinking about our pricing recently. Actually, like our next game might not be a fifteen dollar game. I, I think that in general we kind of want to build pretty cheap games like ten dollars or something because like we don't want we don't want to ask a lot of money from people we would prefer to have higher numbers and you know be able to afford to ask for less money i don't think it's all that much money it's interesting that it's viewed as a lot of money i mean if you think about it a 15 like i paid 15 bucks for braid and braid yeah. is a great game it's like six oh, hour yeah. game you know what i mean like love braid <clears throat> it's an excellent game but i mean in terms of like play time and like content like there's i mean it's not 
it's pretty light, I guess. But it's, I think yeah. the content that is there is so good. It is. I'm not but, saying anything. But yeah. And like, totally, I mean, obviously totally. Portal and stuff like that. But like, those games all did well at 15 bucks. Although, yeah. I mean, the landscape could have changed then. And we're talking about Steam, not Xbox. I think Xbox Live yeah. works with the $15 price point because everything else is like 60 bucks. Yeah, I mean, also on Xbox Live, those games are really high quality. Like, let's be honest with ourselves. A Wizard's Lizard, especially as it currently exists, is nowhere near the quality level it would need to be on, like, Xbox Live Arcade. I hate being honest with myself. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> it makes me depressed. Continuing the honesty, it would only take, uh, quote, only, probably about six months of just polished refinement and QA and crap, Yeah, you know? And eh. crap. <laughs> like, it could get there. It's just, uh, like, those games are really high quality. Like, Braid and Portal are obviously much better games than the one that we've built. But, but yeah, same, you know, eh, I don't know. Price is, price is hard. <laughs> but this is actually how specifically we set our price is um, this was back in, jeez, uh, I guess June or so when we were considering the Kickstarter. I was doing a lot of research. And your average person who... Uh, pledges to a video game campaign really just wants a cheap pre-order that's the primary motivation there's all kinds of you know there's like a wide spectrum of people who pledge and why they would pledge and all that stuff but i'm talking about like the bulk like if if you have a kickstarter that is really successful and hits like um the larger gaming world like they want a cheap pre-order so it's like you take whatever the price of the game is and you have to reduce it a little bit then that will appeal to them right right you combine uh, <laughs> you combine that with the average pledge for video games on Kickstarter at the time was fifteen dollars. So that's kind of set the price for us, and then we could offer incentives like here's a discounted version. Like we had the limited one hundred of them were available for nine bucks, that kind of thing. But the average contribution on Kickstarter though is a little misleading because you have tons and tons of people that are like uh, pledging at like you know between five and $25 let's say and then you yeah. have like a few people that are pledging like orders of magnitude more money yeah and it really skews the results I, I don't think it was actually an average um, I know I personally throw that word around too much I bet everybody does but it wasn't um, because like an average is, is actually like a mathematical thing and it's a real it's kind of just dumb math and it, <laughs> it doesn't um, it doesn't have a lot of meaning in a lot of contexts well, that's right? why people use like the mean and the median oftentimes right because, yeah because average is, is pretty dumb it's just the sum of all numbers divided by the count, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it, it wasn't specifically an average um, that I was reading about, but uh, if I could, I probably won't be able to. But if I can find the article, I'll put it in the show notes. You won't be able to. But no, <laughs> my bookmarking skills are pretty bad. I constantly lose things. Valuable articles. 98 people so far have said yes. Are you obsessing? No. Yes. <laughs> You're podcasting. Stop obsessing. This is relevant 98, information. Ninety-eight people's not bad. If this was a real-time podcast, maybe that number would be going up right now. I'm going to apologize <laughs> for the fact that I'm going to be coughing throughout the entire podcast because you're still uh, your pony Blair. <laughs> pony Blair, yeah. <laughs> Reminds you're me, you're not of, a complete horse. <laughs> it's like Pony Boy from The Outsiders. <laughs> pony yes. Blair. Maybe I'll make the uh, a wizard's lizard graphic of you. I'll, I'll horse it up, give you a horse head. I don't know how I could make it still look like you though. Just need to have put it on my body. <laughs> the horse head. It's like I'm wearing like that horse head that that guy wore from that pokey thing. Yeah, I think only I will ever know what you're talking about. Probably. Uh, I was thinking of the, the the boss from Zelda Two in the first temple, the horse dude who's real tall. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, not quite a minotaur, a uh, horsator. Oh, pony tar. Okay, this is clearly a, a tangential podcast here. That's okay. We're getting back into the swing of things. It's been uh, a couple oh, wow. weeks, and uh, we're still really, really busy, and I'm still sick. Yeah. And uh, you just like to ramble, so. I do. That's, uh, I'm pretty excited. I, I've spent uh, the last two days, I, I did something kind of irresponsible, but I really wanted to try, uh, and I pulled it off, so good for me. I don't know if it was, I don't know, I think it was worth it, but anyway, um, so Monday arrived, and we're, we were doing a big press push today on Wednesday, 
And so I had two days where I had nothing to do, quote, quote nothing, <laughs> except uh, just make uh, like basically some artwork for the game, like some promotional stuff and uh, make a trailer and just some other crap like that. Like uh, infrastructure support stuff for, for a launch, right? They're a big press push. And uh, I saw that as an opportunity to work on the game, of course. Uh, I don't know. My, my logic was like, I shouldn't be working on the game right now. I should be working on the support stuff for the game. But I was like, because so much of the support stuff is like screenshots and trailer, which like our trailer is 100% gameplay. I mean, 98% gameplay, I suppose. So there's like a little image at the front in the beginning, but the rest is all just gameplay. So I was like, the better I can make the game in the short period, the better like the trailer will be and stuff. So I went through and I made a brand new uh, Raga main character, a new lizard character. And I think it, uh, I think it helped the game a lot. Cause like previously it had been a humanoid template which um, there's a lot of in the game. They all look like humanoids and they all have different, you know, outfits and coloring and stuff, but they all clearly derive from the same, like, skeletal structure. Mm -hmm. And the main character I did from scratch, I spent all day Monday just sketching out um, some animations and, like, putting rough crap into the game and just seeing how it would look and ironing everything out before I started to render. And watching Lizards run on YouTube. Yeah, I was. I, I looked up these the couple of videos on YouTube of lizards running, and um, I got some good ideas there. And uh, I wanted them to be a lot cuter, too, because, like, the humanoid Raga that people have been playing in early access and the preview builds and stuff um, he was wasn't very cute. Kind of an ugly mug. Yeah, I mean, he looked rough and He looked brutish. Tough, like, yeah, like, it was fine and everything. It just wasn't... Um, like, in, in a game that has cartoon and graphics and there are some cute things, like the bats are cute and some of the slimes are cute and stuff, like, I feel like the main character should be the star of the show, you know? Yeah. Um, and you should, anyway, like, I think want to play, you know? I don't know, yeah. it adds so much, it has so much more personality than new graphic. Yeah, yeah, I think so, too. Like, even the screenshots of just the character standing there, I think, are better, because he's got this little smile on his face and he looks, like, more polished and it's, I don't know. Hopefully that'll be worth it, but... um. I'm kind of coming off of that because that was like, that was really aggressive. I I shouldn't have done that, but I really wanted to. It was Monday and Tuesday. I worked like 16 hours both days. And like, that's not the most uncommon thing, but to, to work consecutive days back, back to back like that is a little exhausting. Usually it's more like a eight to 12 hour day, you know, but like Slacker. Monday and Tuesday, that's all I did. <clears throat> I would just pause to like, nom, 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 nom. <laughs> like shove, <laughs> shove food, food in my mouth. Yeah. And then just get back to it. Yeah, I think it turned out really well, though. It was a, a gamble that hopefully, you know, I think it paid off because I think that it looks a lot better, so. Thanks, yeah, I'm happy with it. It was, like, Monday night, I was, like, halfway there, and I was like, okay, I'm not even done with this. Like, I've got to stop. I should just make this trailer, but I don't know. I just kept pushing through. Anyway, new main character. Hope you like it. Uh, it's been kind of brewing for a long time. Um, man, it's just so much stuff that, you know, we never got to, that we always meant to, you know? Yeah, it's interesting how easily time gets away from you in a project like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's the time flies when you're having fun kind of thing. Yeah, the time flies when you're having fun and you have no idea where you're going. <laughs> <laughs> like finishing, I don't want to finish. I want to add more weapons. Yeah. It's like, to what end, Matt? How many weapons is enough? How many weapons will it take to make you happy? There's never enough weapons to make you happy. I, you know what I at least need is I need at least enough weapons to fill up a complete rectangle in the museum. Because, <laughs> like, have you noticed that? Like, the, the, the rooms where we put stuff, um, they're not all complete rectangles. So it'll be, like, you know, a row of monsters, a row of monsters, a row of monsters, and then, like, a half a row. Right. And I'm like, Ugh! <laughs> I want to add more content. <laughs> um, yes. But, yeah, so I've got two weeks <coughs> we've got two weeks until the big launch uh i guess that's another big announcement that we have is that the actual release date's january 22nd i don't know if we've specifically said that yet i think we've been kind of like mm, january q1 we're kind that's of what, like uh helpful. we're very spontaneous with our announcements like nothing yeah. nothing nothing oh my god here it is yeah it's just because we're like heads down heads down it's like um hey guys you realize you gotta launch in like three days right we're like what Oh, oh yeah, scrambles to, okay, we should probably announce this. Anyway, so uh, the other part of this podcast is we're going to do a um, year-end retrospective, what do we want to call it? you like that? Yeah. Year-end retrospective. It's pretty good. Maybe I'll call the podcast that. Maybe there'll be a pun in there somewhere. Um, 
maybe not. Anyway, so I'll put this in the show notes. I wrote an article recently called uh, What It Was Like Making HTML5 Games in 2013. Uh, and it's also on Gamasutra. Um, basically, I went through and just talked about what it was like working with the tech and stuff. And it's kind of related to what we're going to be talking about. But we're going to talk a little bit more about the actual specifics, I think. So let's... Let's roll the time machine back. Take you on back to uh, January 2013. Use some cool sound effects. Wah, 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 wah. Yeah, maybe I'll... I don't know. I probably won't. <laughs> Sometimes I come back and I have like an echo in one place. But I'm Man, like if I could lazy. go back to January 2013, I would slap past Matt and Jeff. Oh, <laughs> the slapping the slapping that would ensue. <laughs> My God. <laughs> oh, what were, okay. So January, we were wrapping up Project Warhead, which we've talked about, and it's probably annoying to hear about because you can't actually play it. Uh, but, I mean, that's it's kind of what a Wizard's Lizard turned I into. I say, you can kind of play it, and it's... Vice versa. From its ashes rose a Wizard's Lizard. Yeah, like, picture... Uh, take a Wizard's Lizard and put... The the main the main character was actually just um, turned into a townsperson. It's the rogue person who's got like a hood on. Yeah, not really that interesting to look at. And uh, there was like four people in a real time arena. And instead of it being kind of like Zelda style separate rooms, they were all in one big room, but the rooms were separated with just like little uh, like a, like a single tile to walk on. Yeah, like little hallways. Yeah. So instead of big separate rooms, it was just one big room. So it had exactly the same layout it just wasn't separated anyway and you just uh you kind of fight each other if you want you collect gold and then you go back to the beginning and and you leave but it was all like some of the some of the exact same graphics we use there are still in the are in wizard's lizard to this day um anyway so january we were actually supposed to ship that game like first thing in january and we were of course we were behind it was a three-month project and we were coming into month four what um, us behind you don't say yes <laughs> and we uh like detoured like that whole project that whole three-month project was a detour because we were supposed to be finishing what was originally called super lava sword and ended up being lava blade but oh, we're not man. going into that because that was 2012 i hate retrospectives <laughs> <laughs> retrospect it feels better actually when you talk about slapping it does <laughs> Because, like, if we picture ourselves, like, Jeff, let's wing, we teleport back, and we can see, we can see 2013 Matt and Jeff working. Hey, Matt, I have this great idea. What you working on? Oh, I'm working on a... (laughs) (laughs) Bam! I'm thinking about calling it Lava Blade. Right now it's called... Bam! What are you... What are you thinking? (laughs) So stupid. I want it to be on mobile and desktop because, uh... Because it can. You you can do that. You can make a game and design it once, and it'll work everywhere. Man, I want to hit past Matt. He sounds like a chump. Yeah. I don't want to beat him too badly, because that might start to impact my current health. It's true. I just want to slap him around a little bit. You know, just like some superficial injuries. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So so it's January 2013, and we're, we're finishing up Project Warhead, and we're scrambling, and then we get it to where it needs to be. You know, it's it's as ready as, as it... <laughs> it's reasonably ready. No, then, it wasn't uh, ready in talk. any way, shape, or form. No, it was okay. It was it was about as ready as a wizard's lizard is right now. Maybe a little less. Oh, much less. It okay, had some that. like had some <laughs> some major like multiplayer bugs. <laughs> but it was it was reasonable in a reasonable state. <clears throat> and then the client um, pivoted and they canceled and they went to they went a different direction. They basically just didn't want any longer to have a. Um, to support a real-time multiplayer framework or something. So, yeah, <laughs> we just shelved that, um, put it on a little shelf, little digital little digital shelf there, and then um, we pivoted back to um, Lava Blade, <laughs> and we made, we finished that mess. So that was like, um, oh, ugh, I just, ugh, it's disgusting. The, the Rampart Rush was in there, too. <laughs> Wasn't that before we even finished Lava Blade? No, that was after. No, maybe it was before. <sighs> We started on it before. Jeez, I think we've talked so about we, that to death. I don't know if we need to cover that anymore. No, but. we don't. I just, we just, we have no freaking focus, you know. Yeah. So that that's what the beginning of our year was like. It was like we had like three projects going on, or like at least two, and then we added a third because we're idiots. And like Rampart Rush to this day, it has not launched. It, it's been in discussions with publishers and crap, but it's like it's just it hasn't benefited us at all. We spent like two or three months on it, probably. Um. 
anyway, so that takes us into February, and we were like, oh, crap, like this real-time multiplayer game we were, you know, planning for three or four months on launching is no longer going to launch. So, you know, all the plans we had in place just kind of fell through, and so we started to work on Lava Blade. And when did we launch that? April? January, yep. March, April. Yeah, so we launched that in April, and, uh, you know, it, it didn't really have a big splash. It was just kind of like, hey, here's just, you know, little strategy RPG. Like, if you like turn-based strategy real-playing games, it's it'll probably suit you fine. Um, it got us a lot of practice, you know, and launching on Humble and doing press pushes and blah, blah, blah. And it, you know, it had benefits, but... We put um, it on green light, and we got absolutely <laughs> slaughtered. We did, and that made us totally gun-shy for green light. Um, and then throughout the year, uh, we would see news about green light, and a lot of people were like... Like, that's when, uh, I think it was um, Paranautical Activity was the one that was on Greenlight, but then they found a publisher through, I want to say, Adult Swim or something, and then they were just going to put it on Greenlight, but Valve was like, no, we don't want people bypassing Greenlight, so, like, their relationship, like, the fact that they had a Greenlight campaign uh, hurt their, their ability to get on Steam, which is just so ass-backwards. Um, so anyway, throughout the year, news like that was hitting. So we were really gun shy on green light. Um, so then around April, we started to realize that we were going to be out of money pretty soon. So we, um, we started working on a, a Kickstarter. We were like, we need a cash injection. So, uh, we started working on a demo as fast as we could. Um, the, the whole working on a Kickstarter thing, especially only having like a month to go from like, we're working on this prototype to we're launching the Kickstarter campaign. That was rough, and we've talked about that. Like, it's been damaging to the entire project because we had to have a prototype that was playable that we could, you know, both demo and make a video out of because, like, people demanded to see gameplay in those Kickstarter videos, you know? Yeah, we had to have something. So that put us in a spot where we were designing the game at the same time that we were creating assets at the same time that we were polishing, and that just created this big mess because we were, like... The assets locked us down before we were really ready, before we had a you know perfect game feel, and uh, we didn't have the story lined up, and we're just full of excuses, but basically the period between April, May, and then I guess June is when we launched? June or July. Anyway, there was like that, that two or three month period there we were working no, on No, I think it was August, wasn't it? Or did it end in August? So what were we doing from April... It's like, hmm. <laughs> what, what was like a four month period there? What were we doing? I guess that was Rampart Rush as well, wasn't it? Yeah, Stupid and jerk. stuff. I think we were also doing uh, some con- like game licensing stuff early in the year. When I went through and I did all those number crunching, uh, it actually looked like we had several like game license deals in that like April, May. Yeah, we actually made a bunch of money with licenses in that period. I was surprised when we did our. Um, if you check out that article, the you know what it was like making Ishtable Five games. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. We've got this pie chart, and <coughs> wow, your horse is contagious. <laughs> it traveled all the way from. <laughs> it attacked me through the through the internet. Um, <laughs> uh, what was I saying? You were listening, were you? Yeah, you were talking about <laughs> Matt stuff. Dang it, Jeff! I was on a roll, and then I then I horsed it. What was it? You were talking about stuff. Let me down here. It's okay for me to lose my train of thought. Oh, okay. No, we're talking about uh, mon- monetary distribution of our funds. It was interesting when we crunched all the numbers that oh, right. uh, our game licensing revenue was yes. almost equal to our contract revenue. And those that's what I, yeah. two were by far like the biggest sources of our income. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I, I, uh, <laughs> I think the year before, our contracts were like quadruple anything that we made anywhere else. It was all about contracts. And then I was really surprised at the end of 2013 to see we were about even Steven with contracts and licenses. I was like, very shocking to me. But I guess there was that period. I guess that's where those three to four months The lost months. The lost months was like licensing. And like, it didn't feel like, um, like we were kind of just paying the bills basically by working on the licenses. And that's when we were realizing that like, we needed a Kickstarter to give us a cash, you know, injection so that we could continue to work for a while without... <laughs> without working on licenses. Um, and then also during that period, I was working on, uh, like you did a whole bunch of work on Rampart Rush and there was a period of like, I think a month where you were just on licenses and I was just on that, kind of like finishing it and stuff, which did a lot of good because we've not launched it. <laughs> Way to waste a bunch of time, Matt. Yeah. Well, I was making so money for to- the company. You were just <laughs> goofing off. 
Uh, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. I don't know. That's one way to look at it. Has it benefited us at all? Like you were making us cash money. What was I doing? Cash money. I was hustling. Look, I added a new weapon. It's a sword. <laughs> Another sword in this game no one will ever play. Um, so that takes us to mid-year, and we launched Kickstarter, I want to say, in July. And we did California Extreme, which was our first ever demo, and it was uh, it was really great. 2013 then, was a year of many demos for us. It was. We went from no demos at all to late in the year, like the second all half the demos. Year was like It was. Demo, 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 demo. And it was great fun. It was, um, yeah, those those have been a high point of working on a Wizard Lizard, I think. Yeah, definitely. Like, not only did they get us exposure, but they were just fun. Yeah, they were just fun. Like, you and I don't get out of the house much, and uh, one of the easiest ways to make us do it is, like, something about your game. Like, like you can get out of the house for, you know, several hours and talk to people about your game. Yeah, you can get out of the house and work. Right. I'm like, whoa, really? Because usually when I get out of the house, it's like, come on, Matt, we're going to go have fun. And I'm like, fun. I don't want to have fun. I want to work. Your idea of fun. <laughs> My idea of fun's right here. <laughs> uh Yes. Uh, so that was uh, a lot. That was really fun. And then so that was the Kickstarter obviously lasted a month and we weren't really getting a lot of work done in that period. It was really just like pushing on it and updating and all that crap. Um, so then it was, it was successful. That's great. And uh, we really appreciate the support. I'm sure there's a lot of listeners who uh, backed us on Kickstarter. and That's awesome. And then um, we were split a lot, a lot while working on that game. Crypt run at the time. But oh, yeah. I remember it was at least there was uh, more licenses we were doing to keep paying the bills. There was uh, the Intel uh, keynote for HTML5 DevConf. Oh, man. October and November were like really bad months for me. <laughs> yeah. You barely got to work on the game at all. I- I'm interested, actually. Like, I've noticed that Crypt Run slash Wizard's Lizard has been in development for about nine months now, but I wonder how much of that was actual development time. Like, I would say it's only probably a full-time, full-time development on it was probably closer to three or four months. Yeah, probably. But it's been in, like, part-time development for closer to nine. It's just kind of more evidence that, like, one, we're always juggling multiple projects, and two... Uh, our financial situation kind of necessitates that we take on contract work every so often just so that, you know, we can feed ourselves and our cats. Yeah. It's it's unfortunate that the way we've done it is that, like, the contract work kind of, um, it, like, holds back the work that we really want to do. And that doesn't need to be the case. Like, if we were smarter about it, what we could do is focus and be like, okay, for these two or three months, we're just working on this contract game and we're not doing anything else. You know, we're not going to split ourselves and do crappy work on separate things. We're going to do really good work on this. And then hopefully that contract will pay the bills enough to, you know, fund like the first three months of game development or something. Right. Maybe we'll be smart this year and do something like that. But I doubt it. Probably what we'll do is be like, we're going to work on five games at once. <laughs> They're all going to work on mobile and desktop. Here we go, we'll, Jeff. We'll, we'll be having this same conversation in 2015. <laughs> all right, here we go. 2014, what happened? All right, so January. What happened January? Oh, we launched Wizard's Lizard. And then, I don't even know. What, what happened the next 12 months? Not, nothing? No game releases? You guys didn't do anything? It was just licenses and contracts? No. Um, so, yeah, the rest of the year was uh, basically, like, a big part of the problem was we didn't ask for, like, the ballpark of the correct amount of money. We, we, we asked for what we thought we could get, which was safe it wasn't very aggressive of us we asked for 5k and we got closer to 10k which is remarkable and and great clearly what that says to me is we should have asked for 10k because if we asked for 10k we would have made 10k right yeah probably we would have made 15k if we asked for 15k and like 15k is i think the budget we actually came up with that the game would have been um so i think that was a mistake overall is trying to go for what was safe and not what we we still have like (laughs) absolutely no idea how to price our own time i think we don't. Yeah, like, uh, I was actually uh, based uh, on how we charge. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was saying, and we thought we were farther along than we were. You know, when we started the Kickstarter, yeah. we're like, we have almost a game here. Like, look, you can play it. Like, yeah, it only needs it only needs this, that, and the other thing, and it'll be done. You can move around and attack. What else you want? <laughs> <laughs> um, we grossly overestimate <laughs> our own progress. Yeah, yeah, we do. Um, <clears throat> so that was the rest of the year, and then that took us to, I guess. In November, we were done with the keynote, 
And then we were just focusing on... Oh, we had a little bit more work to do there, but nothing we can talk about yet. And then December was not very productive because of, like, breaks and holidays and stuff. And, uh, yeah, like, man, now that we lay it all out there, it sounds like a lot of the year just disappeared in, like, garbage and, like, projects that didn't get completed and, like, licenses that were really just paying the bills and not pushing us forward in a lot of other meaningful ways and, like... Um, I don't know. We learned a lot. And like, I, I do feel much wiser. I mean, just as regards to like how we should be spending our time, <laughs> not well, in any other capacity, but it's interesting when you look at it, like, eh, there's a very clear path where we could like, you know, be the kinds of developers where like we could make a pretty decent living if we focused on contracts and game licensing. Yeah. Like if I we wanted to that and then we ramped up our passive game licensing revenue through like rev share, like we almost made, we almost made like zero money through advertising. Like all of our game licensing money was made through like direct license fees, uh, which usually involve work, right? Where it's like, yes, you know, we'll give you X thousands of dollars for these games and you have to integrate our API into all of them. Yeah. Uh, which is usually a huge pain in the butt. It's always more work than you think it'll be. <clears throat> it is. Yeah. They even advertise it too. They're like, Oh, our JavaScript API is easy and blah, 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 blah. And then you start working with them and there's like a hundred things they didn't mention and they have all these demands and like, right. ugh, what a headache. And it's hard too because like once you've kind of like agreed to a deal with these guys and like they're withholding money, you know, there's not really not much you can do besides like just kind of give in to what they're asking you to do or yeah. walk away. And like, and we've done that before. We have, walked away only in extreme licenses. situations. I think that... We we actually had a pretty like uh, rough deal that like dr- like was dra- dragged out and like uh, didn't go as smoothly as we had wanted to, but in the end we ended up fin- finishing it. We did finish it. The one I'm thinking does, of, yeah. Does this partner's name begin with an S? No. Oh, I don't know what I'm thinking. Oh wait. <coughs> <laughs> I'm just trying not to give us a reputation of people who like trash talk their clients. <laughs> We're really grateful to get the work and everything. We are. And I mean, to be fair, like it wasn't completely their fault. Like it was, you know, there was errors on Your both fault? sides of the fence. It was my fault. Your fault. Uh, but I guess like, I'm just kind of speaking to the larger point that, you know, the money we made from game licensing wasn't as passive as it could be if we had, you know, kind of, you know, some other HTML to five developers, like they really pursue like the passive ad revenue share and then they might be making more money. Uh, Photon storm. Sure. Uh, yeah. In the long term than we are with like that kind of a model. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of hard because we've kind of like, <clears throat> because of what we want to do with our company and I don't, I don't think it's something that we should sacrifice. I think the point of that statement was that, you know, if we wanted to be contract and game licensing developers exclusively, we could earn a pretty decent living if we focused on that. Yeah, um, but that's but not. That's just really, not where our current interest lies. Yeah, exactly. So basically, we use we we do the the bare minimum of contracts and game licensing that we can get away with, and still pay ourselves so that we can spend <laughs> many months working on games that uh, either don't go anywhere or you know <laughs> won't make back the money we spent on them. Oh, there's no way they'll make back the money. I, I was. Um, <coughs> I was going to say this earlier. I guess I lost my train of thought. Not surprising, but I was going to say that I, I did the math based on um, what our company would charge uh, someone else, basically, like what it keeps, what it takes to keep our company afloat, basically, right? <clears throat> and uh, the the work on the zombie warlord alone, I think, cost our company uh, one or $2,000. And you look at that, and that's just like this small chunk of content in this game. You know, like, like we should do the math at some point, but I, I would... I would bet a wizard's lizard end up end up costing lost decade about forty grand. Right. Yeah. Probably. And we made uh, we've made about ten k probably from the Kickstarter and purchases and stuff. So the other thirty k is coming directly out of our pockets. Fifteen k each invested in this project. Man, it's a sobering thought, isn't it? Why are you so negative? I'm not negative. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I'm just stating facts. I maybe, told you. I told you. I hate being because your perspective could be like, "Whoa, this game only cost us each fifteen thousand dollars. What a bargain! <laughs> what a bargain! That's right. We we got we, <laughs> we got a steal deal. That was great. <laughs> yes. No, I I kid. It's not it's not all that gloomy. 
I mean, that's kind of the reality of indie game development when you don't have a hit game, right? Like you sink costs into it and it either does well or it doesn't. And, you know, like there's a chance that we can make decent money back. I mean, maybe we'll only have paid 5K each to make the game. It could have a long tail, a lizard tail. A long regenerating lizard tail. <laughs> when it gets cut <laughs> it off. It gets cut off, we're like, crap. Oh, hey, it's growing back. We've got a <laughs> sale. First one in a month. <laughs> Uh, we'll see. I am very interested. I, I think that a Wizard's Lizard is clearly our our best um, game yet. Like head and shoulders, more more than head and shoulders. I think it stands on the shoulders of. Uh, I don't know. You compare it to Lava Blade, right? <laughs> and I think it's just executed like infinitely. I better. could take a dump in a bag compared to. <laughs> <laughs> How do you really feel about it? No, I, I just. Uh... It's fine. No, no. Yeah, I, I was actually <laughs> playing Lava Blade not that long ago um, on my iPhone, and I was enjoying it. If you haven't noticed by now, self-deprecation is one of our core tenets <laughs> here at Lost City Games. I don't actually hate our products that much. I just... No. No. I like to keep, uh, you know, I keep myself motivated by making fun of myself. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, it's, you know, it's hyperbole there. But like part of it too, I think is like preparing your skin. You need you need to have thick skin because like what I do um, mentally before we put ourselves out there, like before the screen light campaign launched, I'm sitting here and I'm like, okay, Matt, your game sucks. <laughs> it looks like it was drawn by a three year old. It's clearly a Binding of Isaac clone. You thief! It's garbage. You should feel bad. Go back to mobile. You're a terrible all person. That, all, yeah, all that stuff. Like we will see comments like those. So I need to be prepared for him because I'm a sensitive guy and I'll read it and be like, okay, I'll go back. I'll go, I'll go back to uh, retail. Let me, let me read you a sample Poetry comment from, uh, from the Steam Greenlight. Uh-oh. Ninja Don't Stew. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's going to hurt. Ninja Stew says, oh, heck yes. Get this on Steam. Oh. Wait, wait. Slash sarcasm? No. <laughs> Slash I hate you. <laughs> Hashtag die in a fire. <laughs> Slash. Well, that's actually, uh, that's nice. Right. Thank you, Shadow. Shadow? Ninja Stew. Shadow. Where do you get Shadow from? That's what I said. Ninja, ninja, ninja Shadow. <laughs> ninja Stew. Cool. That's great. Wow. Nice comment. We had, There were some nice comments on Lava Blade too. It was just you had to wade through all the, <laughs> all the hate to get to them. Right. It's <clears> interesting, <throat> actually. Uh, later in the green light campaign, like much later, we're talking like, you know, last month or something. There actually started to be, uh, some nice, nicer comments on lava blade. I'm, I'm almost wondering if like the steam user base is changing to a certain extent. Hmm. That's interesting. I would say that the, uh, green light <coughs> user base has been changed. Like steam itself has what, what it was the last count, like 20 million monthly active users or something crazy. Uh, but they're just on a steady growth pattern, right? So they're like they're they're going to have churn and they're going to have a lot of growth. But I would say that Greenlight, especially since it's so new, um, their like core audience is going to be changing a lot. Just because like at first it was just people who only like only Steam obsessives who use Steam all the time, right? And like now maybe it's becoming more accessible and becoming more of a known thing to like just normal Steam users who don't really use it that much you know they use it to buy games and then they leave they don't participate in the community stuff they don't care about all the features it has to offer and stuff and they're like oh it's a screen light thing and you know they're just they're not as defensive about it and they're also not as um uh what's a nice way to say like a mean gamer <laughs> I don't, there's just like a there is there is a gamer mentality that's just kind of mean and like you're a noob and get out of here and it's like it's not all hateful. It's like a lot of it is just like you're all business when you're playing, you know? And people are very like, they're very territorial, you know, that just yeah. like, it's not even just gamers. It's just people in general, right? It's like the sports team right. analogy. Yes. Uh, where like just people like to be on a side, uh, you know, right. they just want to, you know, be in a semi-exclusive club and everyone else sucks. <laughs> right. I mean, it's why you have like the whole hardcore versus casual gamer debate, you know, like these people are like, I would never play blah, blah, blah. It, I think there's a lot of, um, it needs to be something that's like near and dear to you as well. I've noticed that I get really jealous when I hear news about other two man indie studios like, um, Samogo or, I mean, Team Meat, not as much because whatever, those guys were in a movie, like <laughs> no, no, they're in a different uh, category, but 
any you know there's a whole a ton of of um two man indie teams out there and they're you know 99 percent of them are more successful and uh better developers than us and i always you know i read about them and i'm just like is that true it hurts what 99 percent i don't know i'm throwing number I'm, I'm making numbers up that's what i do yeah no. <laughs> i either make it up or i explode it and that's those are the tools in my arsenal <laughs> yes complete fabrication or explosives <laughs> you you have a uh, a varied approach it's either fake or full of tnt I would yeah, say the fact that we're doing this full time and making money means that we're doing better than at least half of the two man dev shops. Maybe, yeah. I mean, there's there's because I totally hundreds. don't pull numbers out of anywhere. Out of your butt? No, right. you don't at all. You you use hard facts. Right. I researched that that fifty percent. <laughs> no. The truth well, probably put, lies uh, somewhere in between. I'll put references in the show, in the show notes. <laughs> with citation. I'll make an Excel graph for you. Yeah, I was reading, um, <laughs> I won't be able to find this article either, but it was on Gama Sutra, somebody talking about the seven truths of being an indie or something, and they're all like, you know, blah, blah, blah. I've seen most of them. One of them uh, kind of rung tr- uh, true to me, though. It was like, you need to change your frame of success, you know? Oh, and, I, I think um, I read that list. Yeah, like, I feel very successful just because I'm doing what I want to be doing, and that's it. Like, my day-to-day is fantastic. But, like, when you look <laughs> when you look at the, the larger gaming world, I'm basically, like, a, I'm probably the equivalent of, like, a homeless person. <laughs> you know, when you when you look at other games, like, <laughs> like, that's what Lost Decade is. We're like, arms for the poor, please. Like st- <laughs> it's basically this little company standing in the corner. I mean, compared to the rest of the gaming world, right? Like, there's right. Capcom out there, and there's, you know, you know, other other smaller game companies 2d boy like they're all they're all mammoths compared to us even the ones that have had smaller hits Um, but me personally like my personal life like i've co-founded a company that's been alive and not dead for a number of years and it it pays my meager salary and i i spend every day doing what i want and it's it's very successful in some lights i think that uh you know our definition of success would be somewhere around we have enough money to pay our bills and we can work on the projects that we want to without having to take contracts we don't want to do. Yeah, like our definition of success, we didn't even know what it would be. We just, we wanted to be working on our own. We wanted to be making games. And that was about all it was, right? And we've realized by doing it that it's like, okay, that's not enough. Like we, we've been making other people's games a lot and we don't want to continue doing that. We want to make our own games. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's rough. I think a lot of, like I, I read a lot about a lot of indies that are doing a similar thing, where they make a con- or a, they make their own game and they do some contract work and then they make their own game and they just rinse repeat basically and that's a that's a way to stay afloat because other companies have money and they need work done. Right, makes a lot of sense. Um, I think my personal definition of like my my like I feel successful now just because if you're talking about I've you know I'm working on my own company but like I think to feel like I've quote made it here's what I need. I need Lost Decade to be paying me an equivalent salary that I used to make in my former life. <laughs> I think that's a, that's a pretty good... Yeah, I know. We're far from that, right? But that's a, that's a pretty good measurement, isn't it? Well, it is a pretty good measurement, like, yeah. By, by taking my career away from... you know, Because I was like a senior front-end web developer. I could have continued making six figures for Junior. as long as I wanted. I could have jumped from job to job and got a you know hefty raise in stocks each time, and I could be living the corporate life quite happily. Like that's my brother's basically doing. He's loving it. You know, it's just not, I'd say you're more of an intern or a junior developer. (laughs) Thanks Jeff. Thanks for that vote of confidence. (laughs) Um, but yeah, like my, my (coughs) definition of success these days, I think is that's, that's a pretty good one is like, cause, cause I took a detour from that career and I went into games and I took a heavy pay cut, you know, and that was like one of the primary sacrifices that I took. And so to get myself back to that point, like put me back on that path that I used to be in my other career, that, that would be being, that would that'd be like making it to me. I'd be like, great, I did it. I'm happy now. I agree. But at the same time, uh, I think that interestingly enough, money is one of the things that I've found I'm most willing to sacrifice these days. Totally. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. I, I kind of feel like, you know, I'm not like a uber minimalist kind of person, but um, the older I get, the more I don't want things or stuff. I think that my biggest expense, uh, would be, uh, like taking travel, you know? Yeah. 
I, that's the thing I'm most interested in spending money on is having experiences and places I haven't been before. Yeah, no, that's great. That makes a lot of sense. You don't want stuff. You want experiences. And like, that's the, that's the biggest thing I've had to give up doing, uh, last decade. I think that, you know, before we did this, I went, uh, Melissa and I went all kinds of places. Like we took trips all the time. We went to various places in California. I took a three week trip to Australia and like, I missed that. Hawaii. Hawaii. Oh God. Andrea and I used to go every year and then, um. (laughs) When we started doing Lost Decade full-time, I think we've been once, and that was all her. <laughs> she paid for that one. Nice. We were supposed to go, um, I mean, not supposed to. We figured we wouldn't have enough money. We really wanted to go, um, but yeah, we didn't get a vacation this uh, winter. I mean, you know, I'm not going to cry a river or anything. I'm just saying there are sacrifices that get made. And if I had my old salary, that wouldn't, you know, <laughs> like if I was still making Yahoo money, I'd be like, whatever, let's just go to Hawaii. Who cares? Like <laughs> yeah, I get that money. back in a week or two. Like I don't, I really don't care. Right, yeah. <clears throat> not not there. Not there anymore. It's kind of interesting, you know, when you think about it. With Yahoo level salary, you were you were basically making a really nice trip to Hawaii every 2 weeks. I was making more money than I could spend. I mean, I I, I could go buy a bunch of crap or like a new car or But that's know, not I mean, how you roll. Like No, no, no. I mean, and then likewise, it's not like I, I couldn't afford a house. Like no. <laughs> You know what I mean? So it's not like I was like, you know, well off or anything. It was just like I could afford all the things I needed and most of the stuff I wanted. And there you go. And you were still saving money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's important too. Like, and that's, that ended up being critical for Lost Decade because like I had a decent chunk in savings. I mean, it was, you know, it was small, small potatoes by anyone's count, but it was like, you know, for me, I was like, this is great. It's the most money I've ever had in savings. And then, boy, did I burn through that with, uh, with Lost Decade. <laughs> let's quit our jobs and burn through it all. Yeah. Yes. I've got a safety net. Okay, let's set it on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> hey, money is meant to be spent. It is. It's meant to be spent on your happiness. It doesn't do you any good in the bank. No. Well, it does collect interest in the bank. Yeah, but like, it's kind of like a... <laughs> You're a meat sack. Anything could happen to you at any time. You're a meat sack. I am. I am a fragile meat sack. And uh, no, I I couldn't agree more. Like I basically got to the point where I was like, I'm done waiting. I, like, what am I waiting for? Like, there will be no opportunity that arises where I'm like, oh, cool, I can work on games now. Like that basically, basically that opportunity came up, and I, I pounced on it. You know, I was like, now's now's the time. It's go time. Hey, you actually. It took a little convincing. I was much more conservative about quitting the job thing, if I recall. You you took convincing? Yeah, you. it took convincing for me to like hop on the let's quit our jobs and do Lost Decade full-time bandwagon. Yeah, I remember uh, a conversation we had. Like we <laughs> we went on so many walks. Like we were working for the period we were working um, at Raptor and then Game Closer. We would just take so many walks and just go and talk about stuff. And uh, there was this real specific one. It was like after like the um, just a bunch of ordeals um, at GC, and then there was this one point where we were both just like, Ugh, "Okay, let's go talk about this," you know. And uh, yeah, that was thrown out there, and it was like, "Okay, that sounds cool. Like we could just quit, and like, yeah, we've got some leads. You know, we're capable. We could make some games, and maybe we could license them." And we were actually talking to. Um, a guy who'd found our podcast or something and and he was like hey um this was like the the contracts weren't nearly what they are today you know they were just like people experimenting there was this company that had a ton of flash games and they were like we want to experiment with converting these to html5 and so they had talked to us about ultimately we decided not to do that but um anyway very rambly but yeah you were like look we're gonna need to make to be making six figures you know and that's going to be really hard and like insurance and like you were just being very rational about it <clears throat> and you were like um, shut up sissy <laughs> <laughs> i was pretty eager just because like i think i'd been done for a while like my head just wasn't in it and i don't know i'm ambitious and i've got a lot of my own ideas i mean they're not, they're not all good but they're mine <laughs> you know there's just things i want to try right like matt that went terribly and i'm like i know but it's out of my head now and I can relax. So, <sighs> and you, you were in control of your own destiny. Yeah. Yeah. It's always been kind of an important thing. I do sometimes miss suckling upon the teat 
the corporate teats. Cause like I, I've witnessed, um, my wife, she has like, um, I, I benefit from her salary or salary. <laughs> well, I guess, but I benefit from her, um, benefits. <laughs> it's really worded badly, uh, her insurance and stuff, but there's like, there's a bunch of other stuff like, you know, catered lunches and they get like, um, off sites where they go and, you know, open bar and blah, blah, blah. And like just the steady salary, man, I miss a steady salary. Wasn't that nice? Yeah, kind of the uh, the idea that every moment of every day, you're not like, how am I going to make money today? <laughs> oh, man, I remember uh, when you were sick and you were like, because uh, I didn't know you were sick because you would have been out of town and you got back in town and we were kind of catching up. I'm like, hey, dude, how you been? And you're like, <laughs> 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 doing your hoarseness. Um <laughs> Anyway, I was like, no, it's, it's, okay, it's okay, dude. Like, just, you know, take take some days. Just, like, I, I kind of like those periods sometimes. Like, you know, you try to find um, try to find the good and the bad situation. And it's like, at least you can just lay on the couch and catch up on movies or games, you know, just relax. And you were like, uh, you said something like, I'd be relaxing a lot better if I knew uh, where my money was coming from or something. It was like, or yeah, if, yeah. if Raptor was paying my salary or <laughs> oh yeah, I if think, somebody was paying for my sick leave. I think, yeah, something to that effect. Something like that. But yeah, it's hard to just kind of like take a sick day. I mean, I did. I took several sick days. Uh, which is another benefit of having uh, a partnership, you know, like it's it's invaluable to be, have someone to lean on when you're like out of commission, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> no, there's, there's. Uh, I just can't imagine tackling everything myself. Like, holy crap. Never mind the development. What about all the business and marketing and infrastructure and communication and community uh, and just wow crazy <laughs> running your own game studio just all by yourself like those one man people like terry cavanaugh they Kavanaugh, are impressive Kavanaugh. yeah it's, it's amazing good job people that's that's quite a feat it's remarkable i think uh like terry cavanaugh i think he keeps it very simple like oh yeah if you look at his games i mean not that his games are simplistic they're they're very deep but like they're scoped in a way that makes sense for a one-man team, I think. Yeah. And they all, he focuses on the fundamentals and uh, kind of he's he's done a really great job of putting himself in a place where, like, he can afford to just kind of tinker on whatever's in his brain for a while. And that's kind of the place you think- that you and I want to get to, right, where we have enough yeah. money in the bank where we can just, you know, sit there and prototype and refine and then put out games, like, every so often that pay enough of our bills and then are good quality games that people like. So, what are your overall impressions of 2013? Um, I think it was a good year for us. I think we learned a lot. We made a lot of missteps, as per usual. Um, we still we have to find a way to get off this track of like making most of our money from contracts and game licenses because it's not really where we want to be. Uh, but just by nature of our position in the industry and you know the kind of business we have uh it's still the best way for us to make money so i think that 2014 should be about you know finding ways to kind of change that yeah Um, make us more independent right i mean we're independent but we want to be like completely independent yeah we're still we're still suckling at the teat but it's more of like a contract teat (laughs) (laughs) It's not a, not a big fat corporate teat. It's like a teat, but with no medical benefits and steady salary. That <laughs> doesn't pay very well. <laughs> it's kind of a gross analogy. Yes, but the freedom the freedom is important. You know, like we yeah. can choose. Like you know, when you work for Yahoo or Raptor, you don't get to choose what to work on. It's just here's what you're working on today. You don't even get to choose what the name of what you're working on is. <laughs> you're not better at all. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little side note. We've probably talked about this before, so I won't dwell on it. But um, when we were working on the new website for Raptor, uh, it needed an internal project name. So Jeff and I were like, let's call it Belmont because Castlevania is awesome. And then the management changed it to Phoenix. And we were like, oh, Phoenix. Like, that's, not, that's, that's, that's such an unoriginal name that our buddy Kevin, who was working at Twitter at the time, they were working on a new Twitter. Um, yeah. That was also called Phoenix. 
Project Phoenix. Like it's so know. cliche, right? Like, oh, rise from the ashes, blah blah blah. And it's like, a gaming company. Call it something gaming related. Call it the Pokemon that looks like a phoenix that I can't remember the name of. <laughs> you know, Phoenix or Chew. <laughs> That's it. That must be it. You are Poke Genius. That's right. <laughs> but like, it's just the little things, right? Like, why not let, like, just just from a management standpoint, it's it's in your best interest to let your developers have some kind of ownership of the thing they're working on. Right. And you don't need to take that away arbitrarily, especially when it's not even something that like, like who is that even communicated to the board of directors? Who does like, that impact all it, the only thing it did was it made management feel slightly better. Like, Oh, I, don't know, I like the name better now. Who cares? Right. And it, what it did to us was it kind of like slapped us in the face and it was jarring. It was like a reminder that like, you know, this project that you're about to dedicate the next year of your life on or two, that's uh, mine, okay? Like, it, it took ownership away, and I was like, ah, I, I barely cared as much, you know? Right. Like, yeah, it works. Here it is. I don't know. It deflated me from the get-go. You don't work well when you're deflated. <laughs> <laughs> Man, what is with... I, I really hold a grudge, don't I? <laughs> I, sh- I should really let that one go and stop talking about it. It's not even that interesting of a story. And- <laughs> I think, I think it's, it's it, not interesting. It it's just to, indicative of like the kind of personalities we have in that, like, you know, if we, if we yeah. don't feel ownership of a project and like ownership, yeah, then it sucks for us. And it one of the reasons that we wanted type, to be independent in the yeah. first place. Yeah. It speaks to the type of people we are because like another person who's, you know, similar to us in a lot of ways, but just more comfortable with their job, they'd be like, dude, I don't care. You could call it buttholes. And I'd be like, I don't care. You project, know, it doesn't project affect them buttholes. at all. But for us, we're like, hey, change the name. Just, it just upsets us for whatever reason. Yeah. Personalities. <clears throat> Excuse me. So uh, I'm going to interject with a another positive green light comment. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> because Shit. I haven't been obsessing and refreshing this page all day. Have there been any negative ones? No, there's no negative comments so far. Oh, the most negative wow. comment so far was some guy asking why the Kickstarter was called Cryptron, and that's it's not really negative. That's just a legitimate question. Yeah, what do you think? Should we take the Kickstarter off of there? <clears throat> I don't think so. I, I responded in the comments saying like what the deal was. So I think he's got a valid point. It might just distract people. It might be like negative. Maybe. I don't know. It's hard to say. Either way, if someone's engaged with this. That's great. So this other guy or girl, someone, this great person <laughs> named uh, Montag Shex says, hi guys, good luck and go on making such beautiful, crazy little games. Love it. Wish you the best. Aw. Downvote? <laughs> Downvote. <laughs> wish you the best. No thanks. Per- yeah, person's like, yeah, well, I mean, wish you the best could come with a downvote. <laughs> good luck out there. Yeah. Uh, Fresh Friends, who is a YouTuber who uh, actually did a Let's Play oh, yeah. uh, of us, actually oh, commented right. and said, Early version. A Wizard's Lizard is awesome. All the best to you two and Matt. <laughs> you two and Matt? Yes. Is he talking to you and Josh? Who knows? <laughs> That's cool. Much obliged. Good stuff. Yeah, actually, uh, pretty happy. Uh, I was I was prepared for an onslaught of negativity, but I have been pleasantly surprised. In an onslaught arena of negative activity. <laughs> That's right, an onslaught arena. Yeah, you know you like it. You are the king of shameless plugs. Well, I think that's all that we got for this week. Um, be sure to either log into your Steam account or go create a fresh brand new one and vote up our game. Cause or we need create all five we can get. brand new Steam accounts. <laughs> <laughs> yes. go. F- <laughs> Make sure you use different IP addresses. Go to five different computers and vote up five now. Yes. But yeah, seriously, we need all the help we can get. Uh, a Wizard's Lizard is coming out January 22nd. So you can, from now until then, if you haven't yet, you can get it uh, for 20% off. You can go pre-order it. And then the full game will be 15 bucks. And, and uh, hopefully it will launch on Steam. But if yeah, not, it will be available on Humble and Desura and a few other places. Right, yeah. So anyway, uh, help us get there. Uh, and uh, that's it. So thanks for listening. Ship it.
Pony, Pony Blair.